the 2000 chart show. The 2000 chart show. Hello and welcome to the 2000s chart show, the podcast where every week we revisit the top 40 from 20 years ago. I am Samuel Spencer and I have COVID. Spent yesterday feeling sorry for myself and watching every tour DVD I owned. So I have COVID, although I am fine. This is not my first Covo rodeo. In fact, I was actually one of the first people in Britain to get COVID, not to brag, because in February 2020, my mum caught COVID at a conference, which was about how they were going to deal with COVID, which beggars belief, but did happen in person in February. So we went and had tapas and then my lungs bore the brunt of it. But this is COVID with a difference because this is an on-brand to the podcast COVID because I caught it seeing the sugar babes. Don't worry, I was so high up in the seating that there's no way that any of the girls caught it off me. And we will talk more about sugar babes at the O2 in a few weeks because their song Hole in the Head is coming very soon, about to get its 20th anniversary. Before we move into the show, just a big thank you for everyone who sent me well wishes and get well soon messages on Instagram. Very much appreciated. And all very lovely... Except for the one which simply said, COVID doesn't exist. Now, this is from a listener, so I will try and be respectful. But I do find it surprising that people still now, three years later, think that COVID didn't or doesn't exist. It just, for me, is like someone just said to me like, oh, great podcast. By the way, Girls Aloud don't exist. I'm like, I'm pretty sure they do. Uh, I've heard Sound of the Underground. Pretty sure that Life Got Cold isn't a government conspiracy. And talking of Girls Aloud, of course, their song Life Got Cold is on this episode. And because I've had COVID, I have watched the Girls Aloud Tangled Up tour. So we can talk a little bit about that later. Alongside new singles from Maya, Celine Dion, Linkin Park, Nelly, Christina Aguilera, Gareth Gates, and Queen of All Queens, Lisa Scott Lee. Keep listening to find out whether any of those have the chart power to knock Where Is The Love by The Black Eyed Peas off the number one spot. Speaking of number ones, here at number 40 is a former number one. In its eighth week on the chart, here's Daniel Bedingfield with Never Gonna Leave Your Side. COVID talk, of course, has led me to wonder what the pop stars of the 2000s have said about it. Very worried to look at Daniel Bedingfield. He has a very kind of hippie lifestyle now, which not to cast dispersions on people, but can be quite anti-vaxxy. So let's see what Daniel Bedingfield has said about COVID. In July 2022, he said, Loving the strength returning to my heart finally after all that Trump COVID stuck in America bullshit. I'm free. Free and weirdly sexy, especially now that I know you at least haven't publicly been anti-vax. So Daniel Benefield at 40 and at 39, the first of our 15 new entries, another whopping chart this week. This is Cosmic Rough Riders with Justify the Rain. We 
first talked about Cosmic Rough Riders in our 5th of July episode when their song Because You got to number 34 and a few months later their name does still sound like a space-themed gay porn. The lyrics of that one in case you missed them. We've been waiting so long for summertime to justify the rain. I hate summer. I hate how hot it's been. So I'm more of a, we've been waiting so long for the rain to justify the summer. But that's why I'm not in the Cosmic Rough Riders. I have never been cosmically rough ridden. One of Cosmic Rough Riders by this point had been rough ridden too hard because he left with their two 2003 singles. It was the band continuing after their lead singer Daniel Wyatt left the band. He left to pursue a solo career and according to his artist bio he began to feel that the project was no longer working for him in a creative capacity. This by the way is one of the reasons that I love 2003 that people still existed who considered getting to number 39 in the charts as selling out. You know you can just see them in their trailers. Man I gotta get out of here this band is getting too commercial man. What are you talking about we got to number 35. Yeah but that's just what the man wants you to think. These people definitely don't exist now. Rock bands these days. Oh, I don't bloody exist anymore, does it? Rock bands these days are like, oh, I didn't bloody sell out enough. That's a crotchety old man, my favourite character. But if Daniel Wiley's aim was to go solo so he wouldn't sell out and get into the top 40 again, he certainly succeeded. His first single, Make Love to the World, got to number 89. And I can understand why, because even the idea of making love to the entire world sounds completely exhausting. Imagine the chafing. So that is the last time we're going to speak about the Cosmic Rough Riders. We're going to keep it earthbound and smooth with our riding from here on in. And at number 30, a song that could potentially be the name of a porn. This is Lee Cabrera featuring Alex Cartania's Shake It Brackets Move A Little Closer. softcore at 37 meanwhile we have in its fifth week down from 22 sleeping with the light on by busted Busted are on a reunion tour, which on the day this comes out is at the Ovo Hydro in Glasgow. So hoping all of you Scottish fans are out there enjoying it. The support act is Hanson, which if you want to see a band that must be 50 at this point singing Umbop, then the Ovo Hydro is where to go for that. In a recent interview on Good Morning Britain, the band described their current tour as like a crash because of the fact that two of them have now had kids. I would say that Busted tours have always been a little bit like a crash. So at least that that won't be a change for the lads. So we'll leave Busted sleeping with that light on. Not very good for your health, as we established a few weeks ago. And here's another thing that's not good for your health. Being crazy in love. Blame the COVID. Young ho 
know when the flow is loco. Young B and the ROC. Uh-oh, OG, big homie, the one and only. Stick bony, but the pockets is fat like Tony. Soprano, the rock handle like Ben X2. That is at 36, down from 25 in its 11th week on the chart. But because Fly on the Wings of Love and Bring Me to Life both left the chart this week, Beyonce is now the queen of this chart with its longest running single. And a band who almost certainly are not going to be getting anywhere near those 11 weeks on the chart. A new entry here at 35. Here is Bandits with Two Step Rock. Now, last time we talked about Bandits was on our 28th of June episode when we listened to their song Take It and Run. And I said their singer had one of the worst voices I'd ever heard. Let's have a listen to their new song and see if it's improved in any way. song got big pencil full of lead by Palo Natini energy and I only mean that as the greatest insult. But we have to give Bandits some credit because they were integral to the indie revival of the mid-2000s. They ran a Wild West-themed club night in Liverpool called The Bandwagon which gave the Coral and the Zootons their starts. This led to a the Liverpool indie scene being called the Cosmic Scouse scene, even though when your singer sounds like a Liverpool Wurzel, I'm not quite sure what's cosmic about that, but certainly that's what the en- writers of Enemy thought. You know, there's just nothing cosmic about na- that kind of nasal delivery is there, you know. Ground and round to Major Tom. Just sound like you're on a farm with a cold. So important in the indie scene, but maybe not the smartest of bands. In an interview with Gigwise, they were asked, you've played an important role in the rise of the scene by starting the bandwagon club. You must be proud of that. And one of their members replies, we are definitely, but it wasn't a conscious plan or anything. People point at the name bandwagon and of course it's ironic now, but I never thought about it as a wagon of bands. Oh, you never thought the name bandwagon could mean wagon of bands okay and now we must jump off bandit bandwagon because this is also probably the last time we're going to talk about bandits because this is their second and last uk top 40 hit they the band confirmed that they split up in july 2004 with rhythm guitarist gary staying the thing is me and john are still friends that's john robinson the frontman of the bandits kind of implies that those two are still friends but the other guys are dicks i'd love to know more if i cared in any way about the bandits he then goes on to say i really do believe that we'll record something again in the future we're all just doing different things at the moment do they record anything in, again in the future no i mean it's you know they're still going so 2024 could be the year of the bandits but certainly they haven't decided to reform in the last 20 years and just to peek ahead the reason that we won't be talking about this band anymore is because this song next week does a 46 place drop and goes to number 81 so bye bye bandits and hello shania twain at 34 with thank you baby brackets for making sunday is such a uh, respiratory 
um, uh, you know, infection that really can take your life very, very quickly. I had a bad bout with it. I won't go into it, but uh, when I was released from the hospital, the first thing I did was write down a list of things that air gives us, obviously, life. Yeah. But I'm, I'm thinking, okay, cheer yourself up. What does air give us that is very celebratory? So I'm thinking champagne bubbles, balloons. Yeah. Shania Twain talking in the most Shania way possible about her hospitalization from COVID. She doesn't mention there that air is also very good for disseminating fragrances. And I don't know if she's ever said anything about that. What Sense Stories does for me is the same kind of thing that making music does for me it takes me to a different place i still think the most amazing thing i've learned doing this podcast was that shania train was the spokesperson for a fragrance cd that you would put into a special player and it would quote unquote play fragrances incredible also incredible is our number 33 new entry this is my love is like whoa by my maya My mango is to please you. My mango is to please you. Oh, mango. Okay, fair enough. Yes, this is Maya. She of Lady Marmalade and Case of the X fame. Her Wikipedia said she is classified as a triple threat who has become a staple in the in pop cultural zeitgeist across genres, platforms, and mediums around the world. How is that both meaningless and a total lie? I don't often get something that's both of those things. Certainly, one of her the threats in her triple threat isn't singer of hit songs because this is only at number thirty three. Even though it's pretty good, so I wondered exactly why it was flopping so hard. I mean, her last solo single, Free, had got to number eleven, which wasn't great, but certainly better than thirty three. And of course, her la- the last song she was on was Lady Marmalade, which was a Grammy-winning number one. So the kind of fall to 33 is pretty dramatic. I mean, you know, is Maya's part of Lady Marmalade the bit that when you do it for karaoke, you give to the least good singer? Yes. But still, 33 is very low for this song. But there's a few reasons for it, it seems. Firstly, because since she last released a song... Uh, both Ashanti and Beyonce have kind of stolen her gig and done it better than her, which isn't going to help matters. And if we keep reading her Wikipedia, we see the words of death that we have seen in so many careers on this podcast because she really did make every mistake in the book she could have for her career. So this is what her Wikipedia says. Taking a more active role in the production of her music, Harrison took full creative control of her third studio album. Instrumental in all creative aspects, she's credited as a co-writer, co-producer and served as executive producer. There we go. We see this time and time again. People try to take control of their careers and then they just flop. Firstly, the record label resents you taking control from them, so they aren't going to help you as much as they could. And fundamentally, most singers are just good singers. They're not also good producers and songwriters, and that's fine. But then when they take control, guess what? They make songs that aren't quite as catchy as the songs that a crack team of songwriters did. But then there's also this. It says, Before being released, it took Myra a whole year to decide to record My Love Is Like Woe because of its graphic lyrical content. Terrible mistake. If you're a pop star on the bubble waiting a whole year to do your follow-up, 
to Lady Marmalade, one of the biggest songs of the 2000s, is Madness. Strike while the iron is hot. You know, Christina comes back with Dirty, another number one single. Maya, a year later, number 33. Also, what graphic lyrical content? I had a look at the lyrics. This is from the chorus. It says, my sex is like woe, my ass is like woe. Maya, are you five? You can't say sex and ass. I mean, in Case of the X, your most famous song, you say shit which is much worse than that. So what were you sitting for a year doing? Oh, I can't probably say sex and ass. Oh no. Dear. You know, I really want the best for these pop stars, but they just do not help themselves. And that is perhaps why this is the last of her seven UK top 40s and probably the last time that we're going to talk about Maya. So just a few more things to add. Firstly, there's the fact that this song did go to number 20 in the US because it's a good song and it was produced by Missy Elliott. It just obviously wasn't promoted here properly, probably because the record label resented her for taking creative control. And also, despite the fact this is the end of her mainstream pop career, she will forever hold a place in the gay canon because she also did this. I guess you could say we broke up because of artistic differences. He saw himself as alive and I saw him dead. She saw her career as alive and we saw it was dead. So there we go. Maya at number 33 and at number 32, down from 18 last week in its fifth week on the chart, here is Stuck by Stacey Orico. And at 31, it is who else? Sheza, Kimber, Nick, Nads, and Saz. <laughs> or as they're better known, Girls Aloud with Life Got Cold. Down from 16 in its fourth week on the chart. Go Sheza! Go Kimber! Dance! Go Nick! Dance! When summer slipped away So chill now, oh, we've got many years to go, so take it day by day. And long ago I lost my soul to some forgotten dream, how was I supposed to know it wasn't what it seemed? And even though the last alone... So as I said earlier, in a Covid days I watched the Tangled Up tour by Girls Aloud, really a exhibit A in the argument that Girls Aloud are the best British girl band of all time. This show shows they are the perfect combination of fierce and ridiculous and with absolutely incredible tunes all the way through. Also, why did literally no one tell me how much of a banger Close to Love was? Instantly going into my top five favourite Girls Aloud album tracks. Starting the entire concert in midair, fierce. That extended interlude before fling where it's about Nadine wanting to chat up a guy in a pub. Ridiculous. That bridge thing that they use to get to the mini stage in the middle. Fierce. Cheryl being on that little stage saying that I'll Stand By You is one of her favourite Girls Aloud songs. Ridiculous. Truly an incredible combination. And also, I love the Sugar Babes, but they just had something that Sugar Babes don't. Like, the Sugar Babes would give you the vocals, but there's no way they would be in midair, dancing, doing a 
ill-advised cover of Push It. They would be too cool for that. And being cool is not what we want from a girl band. So heartily recommend The Tangled Up Tour. It's on BBC iPlayer, I think, for the next year. So you've got no excuse not to watch it. But my highlight of the entire thing is during Sound of the Underground, where Cheryl just decides to be a pigeon for a moment. So life got cold at 31 there. And at 30, fronting by Pharrell Williams featuring Jay-Z. Trying to be the best girlfriend you could be. Still you sneak and look at me. And girl, I love it. Then you kick it up a girl a show. Tell her you gon' call her ass how it was. And she's gon' love it. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah. So then we try. Number 29, it's me, Kate Moss, pole dancing in the White Stripes video for I Just Don't Know What To Do With Myself. Get the London look. a song that I really didn't like to begin with but just with every passing week and this is the sixth week on the chart it's just grown on me a little bit more I just find myself walking along the street and just suddenly singing to myself everybody wants to go in your stereo four minute warning I didn't say it had grown on me enough for me to learn the words but that four minute warning is in my head constantly Okay, I'm going to give you a four minute warning and then je telephone la police because at number 27, a new entry from Celine Dion with One Heart. Did I break the internet? Yes. Good. I'm Celine album One Heart, which was a more pop and dance album for her. There's a lot of up-tempo songs, and it's surely because I'm the happiest of my life right now. I don't know, I feel that we're happening. <laughs> but in becoming more up-tempo, to me, she sounds a lot more like Shania Twain, another person who had a slightly more successful experiment with moving into up-tempo pop. Speaking of Shania, this song came as part of a promotional campaign for the car brand Chrysler. And of course, if you've heard us talk about Shania's Febreze Spawn, you may be thinking, oh no, they didn't make her do an awkward promotional interview, did they? Well, I'll say one thing, she's better at it than Shania was. Maybe 
people don't know that, but I was a spokesperson for uh, Chrysler um, 14 years ago, for two years in Canada, in English and in French. So this is a passionate story that's been lasting for many, many years, and it's not a new thing for me. I've been a fan and I've been uh, a supporter for since I started to drive, actually. But I have the same question that I had with Shania Twain's endorsement deal. Why do you need to do this? Celine's last two albums both sold 30 million copies. And in March of 2003, she had started her Vegas residency, which would eventually net her $100 million plus 50% of all the profits from the show, which must have been pretty substantial. Why debase yourself like this driving around in a Chrysler when you have Vegas money? I guess just no amount of money is enough, is it? But it is hard to knock Celine because she is just one of our most enjoyably berserk celebrities. She's just hilarious, as we can hear in the making of the video for One Heart. Are you gonna change to yellow? Oh, I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yellow. Okay. okay. Yellow. I just wanted to say hello. <laughs> so now I'm gonna do and change into yellow. <laughs> <laughs> Yellow to you too, Dan. <laughs> also, because my mum is such a huge Celine fan, I can't slag her off because slagging her off is like slagging off my own mother. I can just feel myself getting a call from her now being like, but Sam, don't you know this is her 24th top 40 hit? Clearly she's doing something right. She's got two number one, Sam. Her albums have spent over 10 years on the album charts. My mum just talks entirely in chart statistics. Definitely hasn't rubbed off on me at all. I guess for my mother, I will end this segment in a compliment and show you my favourite moment from any Celine Dion song. Celine Dion at 27 and at 26 in its fifth week, down from 17, complete by Jameson. that song is complete we can get it together a new entry for seal which is at number 25 maybe we can be the vision of a prophet man's dream because we got to keep this world together gotta keep it moving straight love like we mean forever so the people can relate say i actually love a bit of seal and that song for me i would describe as what if where is the love served cunt these aren't quite the words that seal himself used to describe it a lot of people call it the anthem of the record i don't know whether that's I, i'd agree myself but it certainly has this very engaging you know we have to get this world together type feel to it it's uh, it's very uplifting and it's also bad choices really it's basically saying that um, I don't really feel that there's any room for apathy anymore. But of course, this song serves cunt because it was produced by legendary producer Trevor Horn, who I didn't know was still making music in the 2000s. He's most famous for his work in the late 70s and 80s, including three number ones for Frankie Goes to Hollywood and one number one for his band The Buggles with Video Killed the Radio Star and also responsible for huge hits for ABC, Grace Jones and the Pet Shop Boys, among many 
others. But little did I know that he also produced two number ones in the 2000s. He was responsible for Can't Fight the Moonlight by Leanne Rimes and All the Things She Said by Tattoo, one of my absolute favourite songs. And also not number one, but a classic power ballad, There You'll Be by Faith Hill from the soundtrack to Pearl Harbor. So Trevor Horn still going strong, which unfortunately we can't say the same for Seal. He'd had a much less successful 2000s. He had had a number six hit in 2002 with the song My Vision, but that was as a guest vocalist for Jakarta. But on his own as a solo artist, he hadn't had a a top 40 hit since 1997. And also this is his last top 40 hit. So we won't get to talk much about Seal. But we can't feel too bad for him because if he's known for one thing, it's seducing supermodels. And particularly the subcategory of supermodels turned reality TV stars. This began when he dated Tyra Banks in 1996. And it's a shame that their relationship didn't work because... And then, of course, he was married to Heidi Klum from 2005 to 2014. But then they broke up, which we can only describe as... It's really sad. Also, fun fact, Seal and Heidi Klum got married in an igloo. But if that wasn't enough women that Seal had been with, there was also rumours that he had an affair with Delta Goodrum when they were both judges on The Voice Australia. However, I must say that their fellow voice judge, Boy George, did shut down these rumours. So I rang her up, FaceTimed her. Yes. And I said, Delta, are you going out with Seal? And she was like, no, I'm not. And I obviously believed her because she was very convincing. Yeah. Although he did later say, I might be being controversial, but Seal fancied the pants off Delta. So basically, if you're a woman who's ever been anywhere near a reality TV show, you better watch out for Seal. Gillian McKeith, Kim Woodburn, The Super Nanny, gird your loins. And Davina McCall, stay away, stay away from Seal. So that was number 25. And at number 24, here is a little Sympathy for the Devil by The Rolling Stones. Watch his hands, the seal is fake. down from 14 and at 23 we have another new entry by him or him with the sacrament new entries I decided I just didn't give enough of a shit about ocean colour scene to tell you anything about them and I kind of feel exactly the same thing about him sorry I mean H-I-M oh no sorry I mean capital H-I-M they're a Finnish emo band this song sounds like the last one of their songs we talked about that's it and especially want to move on because number 22 is my favourite discovery of this week here is Dutch featuring Crystal Waters with My Time Sing 
cha-cha slide a little bit, but in the best possible way. That is Dutch and Crystal Waters. Crystal Waters, of course, the same Crystal Waters who's behind the classic 90s song Gypsy Woman brackets She's Homeless, a number two hit in May 1991. And truly one of the most ridiculous bangers of the 1990s. You have to dance to it because it's such a tune, but you always... (laughs) dancing thinking to yourself why am i here dancing when there's a woman standing out in the street singing for money because the thing about her is and this is true she's just like you and me but she's homeless Fun fact about Crystal Waters, at age 11, she was a poet and was actually inducted into the Poetry Society of America at the age of 14, making her the youngest ever person to be inducted there. And I think if you listen to Gypsy Woman, She's Homeless, that makes a lot of sense because only a true poet would have the vision to rhyme just to do her hair now with because she cares, y'all. Now, I do love Crystal Waters. I saw her at Mighty Hoopla in 2019, and she played a 20-minute set which began and ended with Gypsy Woman, She's Homeless. And honestly, I was satisfied. And now she's made my time my favourite discovery of the week. There should really be a ident for that. Let's see if I can make one. Discovery of the week. Discovery of the week. But it isn't, of course, just Crystal Waters on this song. There's also Dutch, a pseudonym of a, you guessed it, Dutch DJ called Jesse Hook, who is also known as the Scum Frog. Did some notable remixes for David Bowie as the Scum Frog. And the thing about him, and this is true, is that he's just like you and me, but he's a Scum Frog. da 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 Dutch, by the way, was the pseudonym that he used for his more radio-friendly songs. And Crystal Waters actually co-wrote this song, which got to number one on the Billboard Hot Dance Music slash Club Play, because all American charts have stupid, unclear names and suck compared to the UK Top 40. So Crystal Waters there at 22 with a great song. And at 21, down from six, here is Iron Maiden with Wildest Dreams. Number 20, Silence is Easy by Star Sailor. And in fact, silence is so easy, we're just going to skip right over it in silence. Great, and now here is at 19, a new entry for Contact with Show Me a Sign. Contact with two Ks, by the way. 
a good song, that one, although at this point in the podcast, and we're not even that far into it, all of these trance songs sound pretty identical. And Contact have been the hardest of all the random trance acts to find out anything about. Mostly because when you Google them, Google assumes I'm illiterate and meant to search contact, which brings up a lot of contact me pages on various websites and the Jodie Foster, Matthew McConaughey film Contact. Neither of which are, of course, the trance duo made up of Scott Attrill, otherwise known as Vinyl Groover, and Jim Sullivan, a member of the remixing team The Wide Boys, not to be confused with The Wise Guys, who did the song Ooh La La. As for anything interesting about them, the internet has not been informed. However, I can also tell you that the singer on Show Me A Sign by Contact is a woman called Nicola Pusti, last seen in the ensemble of the 2010 and 11 UK tour of We Will Rock You. I say last seen, I don't mean she went missing. I just mean that's the last major thing that it's noted that she did on the internet. Starring alongside her in that cast was Noel Sullivan, aka Noel from Hearsay, playing Galileo. Oh God, every time you hear the names of the characters in We Will Rock You, you just die a little inside, don't you? And also on that tour, playing Kushogi was Ridian Roberts, aka Ridian from The X Factor. So there we go. I'm not sure if that was everything you wanted to know about Contact, but that was everything that I could find for you. You're welcome, I guess. At 18, here is Never Leave You by Lumidy. I shared the iconic, hopefully now, clip of Fern Cotton calling out Lumidy on top of the pots for being out of tune. But she is certainly not the only person who did it at the time. Weirdly, they all used exactly the same metaphor. So here first is a piece from the New York Times. Never Leave You had an appealing beat and a catchy chorus, but what made it really stand out was her unusual vocal style. Lumidy told an MTV interviewer, I don't have such a strong voice, but it's different. That's putting it mildly. On Never Leave, she could have been one of those melody-challenged American Idol contestants who get interrupted mid-verse by Simon Cow. Except there was no one to stop her, so she blithely sang it all the way through, often departing from the tune entirely. Meanwhile, The Guardian said, Never Leave You was also fascinatingly out of tune. For the most part, Lumidy sounded like one of those pop idol contestants fated to be ripped apart by Simon Cowell and Pete Waterman and hurled sobbing into the arms of Ant and Deck. And in a neat coincidence, the Guardian article also feels the need for some reason to throw shade at Crystal Waters. Not since Crystal Waters crashed landed on top of the pops he said singing her inescapable 1991 hit gypsy woman had someone sat so precariously on the fence that separates the inexplicably addictive from the downright unlistenable rude so poor lumity as someone who can't hold a tune either you have a special place in our in our hearts and in fact that guardian piece was from a trend piece from february 2004 about rap and hip-hop songs that were out of tune so luckily for us we've got plenty more off-key belters coming up soon. Although at 17, we have someone who's definitely always in tune. Down from 12, here is Abs featuring No D-Shirt with Miss Perfect. Now little was perfect on the way Little was perfect, but 
Oh, and at 16, we have a genuine strong singer, Kelly Clarkson with Miss Independent in its third week on the chart. Miss on her own. Miss on no Miss never let a man help her off her phone. So I keep it on her protected. She never ever feel rejected. Little Miss Apprehensive. I said, ooh, she fell in love. What is the feeling As we head into the top 15, let's see some of the big contenders for number one this week. So from America, we have some big collaborations. Firstly, Christina Aguilera featuring Lil' Kim with Can't Hold Us Down. That, of course, from the Stripped album, which has been going from strength to strength. The first two singles from that album went to number one and Fighter, which we talked about on this podcast, got to number three. So a big potential there for a number one with her feminist anthem, Can't Hold Us Down. And of course, this feminist anthem, because it's 2003, has to fight against mild to hard misogyny from Nelly, P. Diddy and Murphy Lee with their song Shake Your Tail Feather. That's from the soundtrack of Bad Boys 2, of course, the sequel to the Alexandra Burke song. From Britain, meanwhile, we have a little bit of rock and a little bit of pop. That pop is Lisa Scott Lee. Her chart battles are legendary among us gays. Her last song got to number six and she'll be hoping for a better result for for this song, Too Far Gone. In my mind, her masterpiece, if you can say that Lisa Scott Lee has a masterpiece, will that be able to beat Christina Aguilera? What a sentence. As for rock fans, we are talking, going to be talking about Muse for the first time on this podcast because they are trying to get to number one with their song, Time Is Running Out. If Time Is Running Out gets into the top 10, it will be Muse's first ever top 10 hit. The closest they had got so far was in March 2001 when Plug In Baby got to number 11. So maybe a stretch for them to get to number one, but a top 10 will certainly cement them as a band to watch out for. So all of those songs to come, as well as new singles from Jay Sean and Linkin Park, keep listening to find out which one of those might have the juice to beat Where Is The Love by Black Eyed Peas. But one song that doesn't is at number 15 in its fourth week on the chart, down from 11, our beloved Lamar with Dance With You. The sounds of the birds and the bees Bringing you to your knees Is all I wanna do, yeah our beloved Lamar but there is a lyric I'd like to take issue with there holding hands in the park making love girl after dark the sound of the birds and the bees bringing you to your knees is all I want to do yeah now either it's an actual sound of they are in a park so it's the actual sound of birds and bees that is so beautiful that it brings her to her knees which doesn't really make sense but is preferable than the way that I'm reading it which is that in this park the sound of shagging is so loud that her legs stop working quite the image there in fact the sound of the shagging may be so loud that it makes her legs go numb which is the name of our number 14 new entry from Linkin Park
people at Song Facts. This song is about children who are sick of living up to the high expectations their parents set for them. Hey, those high expectations are there for a reason, or else people just become podcasters. So maybe listen to your parents, or else you'll end up ridden with COVID yet still having to do an hour and a half of talking. This is the eighth UK Top 40 for Linkin Park in just two years, and doing one better than the second single from their second album, Meteora. That was Faint. We talked about that on the 21st of June episode. So this is the original version of Numb, but I feel in the popular culture, it is the mashup version with Jay-Z that has become more famous. got to number 14 when it was released in December 2004 although it did rather better in terms of longevity. The original version of Numb was on the UK Top 100 for 10 weeks whereas the mashup of Numb and Encore by Jay-Z and Linkin Park has been on the chart for 71 weeks including 13 weeks in the top 20. The song also won the Grammy Award for Best Rap Slash Sung Collaboration, an award that was also won by Beyonce featuring Jay-Z's Crazy in Love, which we've been talking about for the last 11 weeks. That also beat two songs that are on this chart right now. Where is the Love by Black Eyed Peas and Justin Timberlake and Pharrell featuring Jay-Z with Frontin. Linkin Park and Jay-Z, by the way, beat Gwen Stefani featuring Eve's Rich Girl and Sierra featuring Missy Elliott's One Two Step in what I can only describe as Grammy sexism. But in researching this song, I found an even better mashup than the numb slash encore one. Although I've actually never been a fan of the Linkin Park Jay-Z stuff, but I am a fan of this. That's the Seinfeld theme tune, by the way, for anyone who was born after the 2000s. Although, again, I reiterate, welcome to this podcast, but quite what you're doing listening, I'm not sure. Maybe you're here to hear at number 13, down from eight in its third week, Like Glue by Sean Paul. Another lyric to ponder there. We assume that he wants to stick to his girls like glue to keep an eye on them. However, surely the f- if he was glue stuck to them, that would lead whoever got close to her to stick to her, rather defeating the point of Sean Paul's action. Just something to think about while we listen to our next new entry. This is at number 12, Dance With You by Rishi Rish Project featuring Jay Shaw. Girl, what am I to 
Another banger track for anyone who's following the trends of 2003. We have to have generic trance, mediocre indie, and bangra. At least this time, this is bangra done by actual Asian people, specifically Rishi Rish, Jay Sean, and Juggy D, who are all members of the Asian underground dance scene in the early 2000s. Those lyrics you heard were in Punjabi, and apparently, according to lyricstranslate.com, translate to The girl is pretty and her eyes are drunk. You're a princess, just hear me out you've opened my heart I fell for you and one more thing just hear me out and then the refrain you heard over the chorus is just I want to dance with you I'm gonna dance with you of those three artists of course Jay Sean is the one who becomes the breakout star he's gonna go on and have four UK top 10 hits with Eyes on You Stolen Down his joke of Lil Wayne and 2012 It Ain't the End his collab with Nicki Minaj unfortunately in typical form it seems that the British public only can support Bangor enough to get it into the top 10 when it's done by white people, which is why the only banger number one is, of course, Gareth Gates, who also is literally beating this song on the charts because his song, Sunshine, is coming up at some point. There is one exciting thing about Dance With You, though, and it's only exciting if you're a true chart nerd. So get your anoraks on. But last week, I said that I was excited by the fact that when Baby Boy by Beyonce is released, it will be in the charts at the same time as the song Baby Boy by Big Brothers, making it the first time that two different songs with the same name were in the UK top 40 at once. But, but that was a lie because that has happened right now because both Jay Sean and Lamar have a song called Dance With You in the chart. How thrilling. I'm thrilled. You're thrilled. But someone who's going to be less than thrilled at not getting into the top 10 because we know how angry she gets about bad chart placements. Here is a new entry, number 11, Lisa Scott Lee with Too Far Gone. Pass the news over to Lisa and we, we'll talk later, all right? Okay, cool, all right. What is it? Okay. Just tell me what it is. Come on, Nate. 11. Oh, that's really shit. Mm. I'm disappointed. Lisa Scott Lee missing out on the top 10 with Too Far Gone. That makes it the first song that Lisa Scott Lee had been involved in that didn't get into the top 10 since November 1997 when 5678 went to number 14. Is that it? If if charts were entirely chosen by holiday camp visitors then 5678 would have been number one for 28 years, but did only get to number 14 in real life. Lisa will not be happy with that, even though, as we know, there are worse chart placements down the road, which, of course, I'm very excited to talk about when we get to them. The reason that Too Far Gone became the second single was because of the Lisa Scott Lee fans. A classic bit of early internet stuff here is that on Lisa Scott Lee's website, There was a series of very low quality clips that fans could listen to and vote for which one of the songs would be her next single and they chose Too Far Gone. Whether that was the right choice, someone will have to tell me. I haven't so far felt the need to listen to the whole of Lisa Scott Lee's album Never or Now. So if you think that there was a better song on there that should have been the single, then please email us at the2000schartshow at gmail.com 
and let us know and we'll play that next week. But this song, certainly an interesting second single because some people have speculated it may be her indirectly addressing the breakup of steps. Some of the lyrics include, you left me with no explanation and give it up, give it up, you know your time is over. Could she be talking to H and Claire there? If it was a subtle dig at H and Claire, they were the ones left laughing because this song basically caused Lisa Scott Lee's career to collapse for a bit. After this song went to number 11, her record label at first decided that they needed to delay the album to retool it and hopefully relaunch her later on the next year. But then they eventually decided to drop her. And so why we do have two more Lisa Scott Lee songs to look forward to in 2004 and 2005. They were for a different record label. Too Far Gone was for the label Fontana. And she would come back with first a song for a label called Inspired, which I've never heard of. And then finally another label I've never heard of, Concept Records, would release her final and most iconic song, Electric. This, by the way, explains something I've never understood. Why the album is called Never or Now? Of course it is. It's because we thought it was coming out never, but then it came out now. Now being 2007, four years after those last two songs had come out. Claire and H were in the papers recently saying there were problems between them and the rest of Steps. Does that mean you all hate each other? (laughs) Definitely not, definitely not. I mean, I can speak for myself and I know that, you know, we had a fantastic time in Steps and contrary to the papers, you know, we got on and I still love the guys. I wish them all the best of luck. Mm. Um, I am, you know, more close to Lee and Faye mm. and um, they just wanted to say hi to everyone as well. So. Oh, good yeah. stuff. Good stuff. We say hello back. <laughs> but you still all speak to each other and everything like I that? Haven't, I haven't really seen H and Claire much, to be honest with you. Who kept Lisa Scott Lee? Out of the top 10, you may wonder why it was this song from Nelly, P. Diddy and Murphy Lee. Your tail feather. Love the bit where P. Diddy just says, Bad Boys 2, the soundtrack. Bad Boys 2, the soundtrack. Let's go. I think more soundtrack songs should do that. Be great if Lady Gaga just went, Star is Born, the soundtrack. Tell me something good. But I mean, talking of iconic collabs like Bradley and Gaga, this is the mix of Nelly, P. Diddy, and Murphy Lee. Nelly and Murphy Lee were both previously rappers in a collective called the Saint Lunatics which gave Nelly his start. And in fact, it was another St. Lunatics member that made Nelly wear his famous plaster on his face. This song, Shake Your Tail Feather, is very interesting if you're following the progression of Nelly's plaster, because at the beginning of the video, it seems to be there. But by the end, it's gone. All I could think of was, oh no, some poor intern had to fish that out of the pool, didn't they? But to get that disgusting image out of your head, the story of Nelly's plaster was that originally he had a basketball injury, which led him to wear a plaster on his face for one gig. But then he started to do it as a tribute to one of his friends, as he briefly described at a recent gig. If you really been riding with Nelly since day one, 
And you know I used to rock a band-aid for my little brother right here for a long time. That friend was City Spud, the featured artist on Nelly's song Ride With Me. After recording his vocals for Ride With Me, he ended up being sentenced for a robbery for 10 years in prison. And so Nelly started wearing the plaster on his face as a tribute to his friend. I think the idea of being that every time City Spud could see Nelly with the plaster on his face, he would know that he was thinking of him, which I guess is quite nice. If I ever go to prison for a robbery, please don't wear a plaster on your face. But I guess that was a touching tribute to his friend. And the American public was so touched, in fact, that they took Shake Your Tail Feather to number one on the Billboard Hot 100. And in fact, it became the 13th biggest selling song of 2003 in between All I Have by J-Lo and Baby Boy by Beyonce and Sean Paul. Pretty good company for Shake Your Tail Feather there, even if it could only just get into the top 10 in the UK. But that's because we mostly have more taste. Although what I'm about to say may go against that because at number nine, in its sixth week on the chart, down from seven, here is Pretty Green Eyes by Ultra Beat. Never have to be alone You never have to be alone Pretty green eyes So follow one direct despair It's alright to cry For I'll be there to wipe your That tears. leaves us with three new songs still in the race for number one. We have Christina Aguilera featuring Little Kim with Can't Hold Us Down, a feminist classic. Slight inverted commas there. Gareth Gates with his follow-up to the song Spirit in the Sky, Sunshine, the first track from his second album. And also our number eight track. This is a new entry for Muse with Time Is Running Out. probably people out there who like Muse. Their music is dramatic and science fiction-y and people love that shit. But for me, I have always called Muse Early Learning Centre Radiohead. A quick bit of explanation. Early Learning Centre is a chain of stores from the 90s and the 2000s that sold educational toys. This holiday season, come to the toy store with a gift for brightening young minds. Early Learning Centre, the intelligent toy store. But they also sold CDs of the pop hits of the day, tempered for child audiences. So all of the kind of adult themes went away, the swearing was cut out, and they were sung by session musicians and a choir of kids. This was mostly not a good idea, as we can hear in this very creepy version of Blue Dabba Dee by Eiffel 65. So you want to get that on Spotify? That's labelled as by Kid Zone from the album Cool Dance. Cool in the early 2000s apparently meant demonic. That must be, by the way, off topic from Muse, where the idea that 
the song Blue Dabba Dee has a line that says, I'm blue, if I was green, I would die, comes from. Because that's not in the lyrics. You would have thought that an educational shop would have had the brain power to actually read the lyrics before they recorded this, but they didn't. And so we got the joy of dead-eyed children singing, if I was green, I would die. Why no horror movie director has used that yet, I don't know. But anyway, where were we with Muse? Yes, so basically, in my head, Muse are to Radiohead as the early learning centre CDs are to real CDs in that they are Radiohead with all the complex adult stuff churned out and just you're left with just sing-along kind of science fiction inflected rock for children. Mind you, this will serve Muse well. They will have further UK top 10 hits with Supermassive Black Hole, the soundtrack of the terrible baseball scene from Twilight, Knights of Cydonia, their only song that I can stand, and perhaps their worst song, Uprising. So we have all of those to look forward to and for children to enjoy the very uncomplicated themes of Sorry Muse fans. (laughs) Those infantile themes were enough to get them to number eight, but not enough to get them past a former number one single at seven in its seventh week on the chart, Here's Blue Cantrell featuring Sean Paul with Breeze. So what's not supposed to be about daily? Get free of the vibe and stop acting crazy. Feminist for all the good times daily. Why you trying to pose like I be acting shady? You're only lonely when your homie ain't got a ride on no loot. Yeah. Uh-huh. Then comes the drama. Some other girl is claiming she's going out. That means we have just Christina Aguilera and Gareth Gates fighting it out to be the highest new entry this week. If I was to ask you which one of those you think is doing better in the charts, Gareth Gates on the slide in his career or Christina Aguilera at the peak of her powers, what would you think? Well, you'd be wrong because Christina Aguilera is at number six with Can't Hold Us Down. If a guy have three girls, then he's the man. He could even give us some head and sex a roar. If a girl do the same, then she's a whore. But the table's about to turn. I bet my fame won't catch. That's right. Interesting music video for Can't Hold Us Down. Let's just say Christine Regulera is very Jesse Nelson coded in it and leave it at that. But this is, of course, the fists in the air feminist anthem from Christina Aguilera and Little Kim, all about the double standards and sexism in the music industry at the time, which of course we have talked about a lot on this podcast. It's the song that told us that the guy gets all the glory, the more he can score, while the girl can do the same and yet you call her a whore. A very valuable lesson. The rumour about this song is that it was written about Eminem, who had slagged off Christina Aguilera in a number of his songs. People have particularly speculated that the line, must talk so big to make up for smaller things, was about Mr. Marshall Mathers. But Christina Aguilera has never confirmed those rumours. Because why, when you've made a song about female empowerment, would you just talk about a man? Although Christina may have been all about female empowerment at this point, there was certainly someone who was not ready to empower her. Christine Aguilera singing no, okay, it's song. Like, and then there'll be a pause, and then I'll be Wait. bells. And I'm not kidding you, I wanted to fucking stab myself. Yes, Kelly Osborne. I personally think she has a crush on me because she seems so obsessed with talking about me. It all started when Kelly made fun of Christina's Christmas CD on the MTV show. Then 
then in various print interviews, Kelly has said Christina is, quote, one of the most disgusting human beings in the entire world. And she has also said, quote, I've seen drag queens who look better. You know, I tried to confront her at a club, I think, and she just totally backed up. She was just like, I don't have anything to say about you, blah, 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 blah. That's not me. That's my mother. Just decided for some reason to start a feud with Christine Regalera in the year 2003. She says that it's all water under the bridge now and that they have got past their feud, but certainly Christina got the last laugh because, and this is genuinely true, Christine Regalera in 2007 would end up buying the Osborne mansion and she then turned Kelly Osborne's room into her walk-in closet, which is honestly one of the fiercest bitch moves I've ever heard of. Can't hold her down indeed. But while you may not be able to hold her down, you can't push her up into the top five, which means that Gareth Gates is our only hope for someone to overthrow Where Is The Love from the number one spot. And we're gonna find out very soon if he managed to do it. But first, here is at number five, Are You Ready For Love by Elton John. And at number four, Baby Boy by Big Brothers. songs left let's see from our old pal wes what is at number three hi i'm wes and here is this week's official the 2000s chart show top 20 20 is star sailor and silence is easy new at 19 contact show me a sign 18's limadine never leave you uh-oh abs featuring nodisha miss perfect 17 16 is kelly clarkson miss independent lamar's at 15 dance with you new at 14 linker park and numb Sean Paul's at 13 with Light Glue. New at 12, Dance With You from the Rishi Rich Project. New at 11, Too Far Gone from Lisa Scott Lee. And new at 10, Shake Your Tail Feather from P. Diddy, Nelly and Murphy Lee. Ultra Beats at 9, Pretty Green Eyes. New at 8, Time Is Running Out from Muse. Breathes at 7 from Blue Ken Trail featuring Sean Paul. New at 6, Christina Aguilera featuring Lil' Kim, Can't Hold Us Down. 5's Elton Johnny, Ready For Love. 4's Baby Boy from Big Brothers. Gareth Gates is new at 3, Sunshine. Right, Gareth Gates unable to break that top two of the Black Eyed Peas and Dido. So he is stuck at number three, which is a shame, actually, because I think Sunshine is a pretty good song. In fact, it is one of the two 
Gareth Gates songs I secretly defend. Let's go through his discography so far because it's honestly staggering how big Gareth Gates was in 2002. So his first three singles all went to number one. The first of those was Unchained Melody, which sold, get ready for this, 850,000 copies in its first week. And over the four weeks it was at number one, definitely became a million seller, which is pretty impressive. That's nearly eight or nine times more than Black Eyed Peas sold this week. But it's nothing compared to Will Young, who the month previously sold 1.1 million copies of his single in the first week. One of the most staggering opening weeks of any song ever. For the long time, it was the biggest selling single of the post-millennium period. But now, depressingly, it has been overtaken by Pharrell Williams with Happy, a song I won't even think about. But to continue Gareth Gates' run in 2002, his second single, Any One of Us Stupid Mistake, which is the other Gareth Gates song that I defend, that sold 241,000 copies in its first week, which would have got it a number one slot at pretty much any week in 2003, although it does seem like a big drop-off from the 850,000 copies he sold of his first single. And then his third single that year sold 132,000 copies in its first week. That was The Long and Winding Road by Will Young and Gareth Gates. So any of those songs would have been enough to beat Black Eyed Peas this week, as would his 2003 number one single, Spirit in the Sky, which sold 273,000 copies in its first week. However, Sunshine not able to match up to any of those, and that could maybe be because the bloom is a little bit off the Gareth Gates rose at this point. He was able to sell a lot of copies for Comet Relief, but then when it came to his solo career, the kind of sweet, innocent image that had got a lot of mums and grands to buy his singles were suddenly gone away because of the claims that he had had sex with Katie Price aka Jordan. She said he lost his virginity to her when he was 17 and she was 25. He denied it for a long time, even threatened legal action at one point but then eventually would admit that he had had sex with her while she was pregnant. Now I don't want this to become a whole he said she said thing but here's what he said. She chased me. And I was, yeah, I wasn't that hard to break. Why did she reveal that you'd had a relationship with? What was her motivation? Whilst we were together, myself and Jordan, we we spoke about keeping this issue private and never really speaking about it. Um, And we both agreed that that's what we were going to do, you know. And so when... When she went on the record saying that we'd had a relationship, I, I was in shock. I didn't, I, I just didn't believe it because of this agreement that we'd had. Do you remember how you felt when you saw the newspapers? Again, I was shocked because I, I trusted her and I was keeping my end of the bargain and she wasn't. I think it takes a certain person to sell a story, and I'm, I'm not one of those people, you know. I see my private life as my private life and relationships between two people, and I don't feel the need to ever speak and ever be put on the spot to speak about a relationship that I, I don't want to. The only reason I'm speaking about a relationship now is because I've been forced to. Uh, not forced to, but, you know, I've been put into a corner, and no one's seen me for a while, and everyone's heard what she wants to say, and I take it everyone's going to want to know my side of the story. A little water break. <laughs> my family, that's 
also one of the reasons why I denied it as well. And to set up a little bit of anticipation, you can hear how she talked about their affair next week. Because for now, we are going to move on to something slightly less sexually graphic. And don't you worry, Katie Price talking about it is even more graphic. Maybe the least sexual singer ever to exist. Well, probably not the most, but probably top five. At number two, in her second week at number two, here's Dido with White Flag. But I will go down with this shit And I won't put my hands up and surrender There will be no white flag above my door I'm in love and always will be That means that for another week, the Black Eyed Peas are at number one. In its second week, it sold 90,000 copies, so not quite as many as the first week when it sold 94,000, but still an impressive week of chart dominance. And hopefully this has been an impressive podcast to listen to. I hope so. If it was, or at least if you enjoyed it at all, please follow us for more 2000s nonsense at Twitter at 2000 Chart Show and at Instagram at The 2000s Chart Show. Next time I won't be in a COVID-related days, hopefully, and we can find out whether anyone can stop Will I Am, Taboo, Apple D App, and Fergie from getting another week at number one. But here is, for now, this week's number one 20 years ago, Where Is the Love by the Black Eyed Peas. Let your soul gravitate to the love, y'all, y'all. People killing, people dying, children hurt and you hear them crying. When you practice what you preach, and what you turn the other cheek. Father, 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 help us and some guidance from above. These people got me, got me questioning.